This podcast is brought to you by Bonus Room Productions and We Own This Town. I am Jason T. Mears, Esquire. And I'm Kelly Hoyle-Bullock. And we are San Dimas Today. How's it going, Kelly? JT, I'm still here, man. I'm, I'm at home in my bedroom talking to you and ready for season three of San Dimas Today. Season three, we made it. We made it, dude. We made it. Not only that, but we are now less than a month away from the release of Face the Music. Oh, it's incredible. Incredible. I, it I, like, is. We're finally here, and while it's going to be select theaters and video on demand, you know, we're we're hoping to uh, to to have something do something for our listeners. Um, so stay tuned. We don't have anything locked down yet, so we're not going to let the cat out of the bag, but. We're still hoping to do something during these quarantine times for everyone. And I, I will say this. We will definitely be at a drive-in theater somewhere close to Nashville, if not on release day, because it's a Tuesday, then definitely the Friday after. We will be there celebrating, seeing it on the big screen. So that right. is going to happen. That's a disclaimer from our podcast attorney, everyone. If you say it, it's, it's true. It's going to happen. I'm willing this into existence. It is going to happen. One hundred percent. Okay, so we have a lot of stuff to cover. Um, this is pretty exciting. First off, we got the second trailer, right? This yeah. this was huge. It's it, second it, trailer. It was the meat and potatoes, you know. The the you get to kind of see a lot of the folks in the movie. You uh you get more on the storyline of everything. It it's just uh God, I, I can't stop watching it. I've seen it probably fifty <laughs> times. Same here, man. So I love the way in the trailer that they introduce the daughters and like their interaction. It it really shows like that they are Bill and Ted's kids, and I think both of the actresses are are doing a great job there. Um, I really liked you know the Easter egg that we we spotted that at the wedding that they're playing. It it is Deacon and Missy. Yeah, I mean that's huge revelation, and you called it. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you got keen insight into the things you love. So, uh, what, what I'm really interested in is one, how do Billy and Thea end up dead and in hell? Like who kills them? I am interested because my favorite image from the entire thing is death and captain Logan in the van, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. That is, that is the best thing ever. And the idea if you look in the background, it looks like they're either in hell or in an apocalypse. David Newman, friend of the pod, I spoke to him. He he was pretty sure that they're in hell. My bet was that it's like the end uh, of the world, like the apocalypse is happening, and they're trying to get to a concert or a show or something, and Captain Logan's driving death. Okay. That's my that's my theory, but you know, uh, we'll see. I, I liked how much Hal was featured in the trailer and it looks like you know they're at the wedding and he's basically telling them hey you guys never did any of this stuff that happened before yep. like he's yep. firmly yep. not believing it anymore and interested to see how that plays out you know something that amazed me about how landon jr in this uh this preview he doesn't seem like he's really aged that much right yeah his voice definitely i could hear it in the voice a little bit but i mean he looks he, great he, he looks great but I remember seeing him on Mad Men and he played like this janitor on Mad Men and he looked ancient. So my point is this guy's a great actor. Like <laughs> he, he still has great physicality. If he can, I, I was, I was impressed with him. I was impressed with him. Um, I really would have loved to have seen Missy in the preview. Can't wait to see her in the movie. Right. Um, and uh, 
uh, Anthony Kerrigan's character. I feel like they're saving a lot of that for the movie. The working name. I don't know if this will actually be his name, assuming that he, his character, is the alien-looking guy in the phone booth on the poster, right? Right. Assuming that is Anthony Kerrigan. In production, that character was referred to as The Robot. Capital T, capital R, The Robot. Um, If you look at the IMDb page and you go down and you, you look at the special effects crew, there are six or seven people that were just dedicated to working on the robot. And that's gotta be him. A future evil robot version of death. No, I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> so th- that's really, really exciting. I, I man, the best moment of the trailer and the thing that got me so amped and so excited is when Bill and Ted see Thea and Billy in hell and they ask them, you know, how are you doing? And they're like, well, we're dead and we're in hell. Yeah, but how are you doing? And they're like, yeah, we're good. I mean, that was just, yeah. Oh, that, man. I mean, that, I, that, it makes that, me smile. The father-daughter connection is so great. I also really like the fact that we now know the two different storylines, right? Bill and Ted are going to the future to, or not to the future, they're, well, they're trying to go to the future to, get the song from their future selves. Every time they go to the future, they're meeting a different version of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that. That, uh, that was yeah. pretty cool with the new trailer. Cause in the, in the first one, we just see the uh, prison future version mm-hmm. of them. But now we see, we've seen another version of them in the new trailer where they're, you know, at a really nice house. They look like they're, you know, rich musicians that did well mm-hmm. in show business. Yeah, Ted kind of looks like the Mad Hatter, and Bill kind of looks like a a Robert Plant type almost. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's really cool. Really cool. I can't wait to see what else is going on there. And then all while that's going on, the girls traveling throughout time to collect the best musicians of all time. Um, Mm -hmm. So you've got, what, Mozart and um, I I forget the name of the flautist. I I always forget that. And then- wasn't sure there myself. Uh, we also know that Jimi Hendrix is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the drummer is going to be a caveman or a cave person. <laughs> so, awesome. So, yeah, there, there's like a, you're going to see a scene with, I think it's a female drummer um, rocking out with bones on some turtle shells at some point. So that that's that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, the, you know, the caveman and Excellent Adventure just didn't get much screen time, you know? They didn't. They didn't. And I think the main takeaway from that first film is like everybody wanted to know more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, man, what else? Uh, anything else that really grabbed you from the the trailer? So the princesses, I'll tell you what stuck out to me a little bit there. Like I love, I love the idea of them being in therapy, to, a couples therapy together. Right. Great idea. Um, I forget the actress and comedian that's playing their therapist, but she's great. I, I forget mm-hmm. her name. It's something Bell. Is that oh, right? Jillian Bell, right? Yeah, Jillian Bell. Jillian Bell. Anyway, Jillian Bell, great as the therapist. The only thing I will say, um, maybe that I didn't like, was just, you know, it's that Hollywood thing of you know casting wives that are so much younger than the actors, and it, it mostly looked fine. But I will say, uh, not so much Aaron Hayes, but the other, the other actor uh, looked just quite a bit younger than Bill, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's stuck with me a little bit, but obviously, you know, 
it's just something we have to deal with in movies right now. Uh, you know, I, I have mixed feelings on it all. You know, I would love to see like Diane Franklin back in there, that type of thing, but have no control over that. I'm going to enjoy this. These actors that are playing the princesses this time are fantastic in their own right. So I'm sure. Oh yeah. I mean, they're, they're great. It is going to be great. It's unfortunate that the princesses have been recast uh, twice now. That is yeah. super frustrating, but you know, Deacon's been recast too. So yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> there's that. I, I think Kristen Shaw looks uh, like she looked the part. She sounded the part, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Well, um, how great is it to hear her say, my excellent friends. It's so great. It is so great. I, I, I'm so excited about it. I, I was a little, I wouldn't say worried because like, I love this lady. I loved her in flight of the Concords. I love her in Bob's burgers. I've seen her do stand up live. I mean, she's wonderful, but I'm used to her, uh, Louise voice, right? Like kind of being more shrill. Mm-hmm. And this is like calmer and toned down her. And it was fantastic. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Super excited about her. I I can't recommend enough. Uh, just the first season of Last Man on Earth. Just the first yes. season is yeah, all you I, need to yes. see, and she is yeah. so good in that. Yeah, I, I've never seen her do anything that I didn't like. I mean, so again, not worried, but it was really cool seeing her like slip into a more Rufus type role. So with the trailer, uh, we also got the Comic Con panel, um, which I think most of our listeners probably know that Comic Con was done. Virtually this year, they pre-recorded all the panels, aired them for free on YouTube, and not many people watched them <laughs> <laughs> at all. Like it was, it was crickets. It was yeah. crickets. I, I was reading about the numbers, and I get why people aren't into it. I, I understand the draw of Comic Con. I've never been to San Diego Comic Con. I used to go to C two E two in Chicago all the time. It's a blast going. There's this whole vibe, this whole energy. If you go to these huge conventions, and that vibe is not watching YouTube videos. You know? Like right. you you want to be in the room with these people. You want to be walking down the hall and bump into Summer Glau. You know, that yeah. that's what you want. And I mean, we were stoked to watch the Comic-Con panel for Bill and Ted. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We were hoping to learn a little bit of stuff and, and uh, just get to spend some time listening and, and hearing about the making of the movie and stuff like that. And I I hate to say it, but I found the Comic-Con panel pretty lacking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't love it. Um, if anything, I just, I felt like Kevin Smith definitely wouldn't have been my choice as mediator. And we talked about this, but he just spent so much time talking about himself when that time could have been spent posing much better questions to everyone on that panel. I mean, I, William Sadler got like two words in. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I actually did the math. I went and counted like how much, how many minutes, were spent with Kevin Smith talking about himself uh, versus asking questions and interacting with the panelists. It was 13 minutes out of a 43-minute panel. Wow. And honestly, I didn't feel like he did very good homework. Um, I didn't feel like he... Nothing made me feel like he was a super fan. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, except for him saying that he's a super fan and super fan. And (laughs) listen, I, I understand Like, there is a huge, huge swath of people who listen to us that love Kevin Smith and I'm not going to crap on Kevin Smith. I, I like clerks. Uh, I've seen most of his movies. I enjoy a lot of them. Like Mallrats is probably my favorite, which makes me an yeah. outlier. But, uh, like we cut our teeth on, on Kevin Smith. Like we were teenagers and that stuff was coming out and we, we loved it. We added up absolutely. But man, I do not buy for one second, his assertion that Jay and silent Bob don't exist without Bill and Ted. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't actually believe there's any Bill and Ted DNA in Jay and Silent Bob. It is right, all Cheech right. and Chong. I mean, that, I felt the collective groan of everyone when he said that because, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing is some of those movies and some of those jokes, they do not hold up now. They're very, they're very aggro. They're, they're very, you know, dated of the time and there's no, there's no positivity like Bill and Ted. There's, there's none of that optimism and, and clerks. I mean, <laughs> it's, ridic- it's ridiculous to, to make that comparison. I, I really hated that he said that, but yeah, yeah, I, I, there was that. And then you could, you could tell that he had no idea that Chris Matheson's father was, was Richard Matheson, right? Yes. He had no clue. Like, how do you do that? I was surprised he, he, he even realized that uh, <laughs> Samara Weaving was was talking about Hugo Weaving. Right. And, uh, you know, you could see him make that connection in his head <laughs> when yeah. she said that. So. Oh, man. And uh, he, he used the wrong pronouns for... Um, oh, yeah. For Bridget uh, Lundy Payne. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, Which they, they were very. They had. They, I, I will hand it to them. They had a great response to that. I feel like Bridget. Uh, maybe this is pretty recent, right? So they've got to, you know, kind of remind everyone right now. So it, it's probably got to be a frustrating uh, uh, run of press, though. <laughs> it, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and, and they handled it great. But Kevin's response was, "Oh, right on." And then, like, silence for a few seconds. Like, he had no idea what was going on. And then he just moved on. It was great, like, hearing uh, Keanu and Alex and Chris and Ed talk about their experiences with these characters. It was was great, like, listening to Keanu talk about how much these characters mean to him and, like, how freeing it is for him to get to play Ted. I mm-hmm. I love that part. That that made the whole thing worthwhile. Sure, but sure. man, it 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 was it was frustrating. I I Kevin Smith, he dropped the ball. He dropped the ball on this one. It and I I get that he is saying that, you know, he's singing the praises of the movie. He's seen it. He loved it. But I've never heard him crap on a new movie. You know, like and and yeah. that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying like I want him to crap on movies. It, it's nice to be a, a professional and say nice things about other people's uh, work. I get that. But man, I just, I don't believe him. <laughs> now, I think the movie is going to be great, but it, like his praise of this movie, I just don't buy. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, uh, you I, know, I don't know the politics that go into that. Um, you know, he's, he's been sort of the Comic-Con ambassador for a long time now. So, you know, it's one of those things we had to live with and it, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, uh, it, it would have been fun to have seen what this would have been like at a, at a real Comic-Con and not a virtual one where you might have had other people asking questions, right? Right, right. So. But less than a month till we get to see this movie, man. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, God, I just I can't wait. Like you were saying, uh, if we can pull off, we pull off this drive-in premiere, it'll likely be on the Friday after the release. So we're just going to have the movie on a continuous loop <laughs> from yeah, from Tuesday I, on, right? <laughs> right. So I, I don't know if you're going to be able to – I don't think you're going to be able to buy it when it first drops. I think you're going to have to rent it. I think it's going to cost 20 bucks. But a lot of these platforms, you can rent something and have it for like three days and watch it as many times as you want. Or some of them, you have it for 72 hours, you can watch it three times, whatever. I will – 
spend the 20 bucks. I'm taking, I'm taking September 1st off from work. It's a Tuesday. I'm going to be up in my bonus room watching this movie. I'll probably watch it twice. And then you and I will probably sit down and record a podcast about it. You know, <laughs> we might, we might, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, and, but and speaking of that, you know, we've, we've, we've got, uh, Season three um, ahead of us here. We've got some great stuff planned for episodes. Uh, we're hoping to get some more interviews and uh, do this thing proper. We appreciate everyone that stuck with us through our quarantine uh, fast and curious mini series. Um, if anything, you know, we're just we're really breaking in being able to do our podcast remotely, and uh, hopefully, we'll be able to continue doing that for as long as we have to till uh, Michael finally lets us back in the old studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, dude's still producing, still yeah. making excellent artwork, making sure our stuff goes up, making sure it's out there. Uh, we could not do this without him. No. And, uh, Michael, we love you. We do. And you know, he's had some, he's gotten some new content, some new, great new podcasts are up on, we own this town. So we've got some more friends in the old podcast family now. So definitely always urge you guys to go out there and, and check out everything. Check it all out. Check it all out. Can't can't do wrong. And uh, I don't know anything else for this I inaugural think, episode. I I think that's it, man. Just uh, you know, buckle up. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, well, we already thanked Michael, but we uh, did. I was about to do that again, but you know yeah. what? One thanks an episode is enough. So that's right. That's all you get. Um, yeah, screw you, Michael. But we also couldn't do it without Scott Bricklin and Scooby Tunes music, letting us use the most excellent song "Walk Away" as our theme song. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bricklin. Um, Kelly, until next time, be excellent to each other. Party online, dude. Uh, <sighs> okay. Well, have a good rest of your Sunday. Um, Thank you, brother. What time do the Cubs play today? I need, I was just checking on that right now. Um, I know they're due for a loss, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>